session of our Refinancing Toolkit podcast, in which we're going to look at ways listed name companies can raise more money in the UK market using what's commonly referred to as a documented offering. I'm Caroline Chambers, a Senior Professional Development Lawyer at Simmons, and as with previous sessions, I'm joined by Jamie Corner, a partner in the corporate team, and James Spencer, who's a Managing Associate. The two routes for secondary offers in the UK, which involve a documented offering and allows you to raise more money than a placing, are what's known as rights issues and open offers. We looked at placings previously in a different session, and we're now going to look at rights issues and open offers. Jamie, can you just explain the difference between rights issues and open offers and a placing? Yeah, thanks, Colin. Happy to. So rights issues and open offers are different from placing because they are purely preemptive offers. What we mean by that is that the shares are offered to existing shareholders pro rata to their existing shareholdings. Um, we call them documented offerings because they need a prospectus. And they need a prospectus typically because they are offers to the public, i.e. they're offers to all existing shareholders. So those shareholders um, include moms and pops as well as institutions. And also they typically involve an offer of over 20% of the company. So under the current regime, you need a, you need a prospectus. Um, why rights issues and open offers? There's, why do people talk about two different structures? And, and the two structures are different and, and quite importantly so. So a rights issue is an offer of tradable rights to subscribe for shares. The shareholders granted these rights pro rata to their existing shareholder and can exercise that right to buy a share, typically at a significant discount to price, or alternatively, they can sell that right. If they decide to do nothing, they nevertheless are entitled to the difference between the offer price and the value at which those shares are sold in the market on their behalf um, after, after the rights issue. So a lazy shareholder can benefit from a rights issue and therefore they're quite popular with shareholders. An open offer is less complicated. It is a, simply an offer to subscribe for shares on a pro rata basis to existing shareholdings. Here, if a shareholder decides not to take up the offer, it doesn't get anything. Uh, and therefore, it's either it's a binary choice of whether you just buy or, or decide not to buy the share. Um, as for rights issues are theoretically more equitable to existing shareholders, it is typically the structure used for the larger offers or where the capital raise is such as a large discount to current market price. Thanks, Jamie. That's a really, really helpful explanation. James, can you just explain what a prospectus is and what impact it will have on the timing of the offering? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Karen. Well, look, a prospectus is inevitably a pretty lengthy document. Uh, it needs to include all material information relating to the issuer. So the general disclosure requirement is that the prospectus must contain the necessary information, which is material to an investor, making an informed assessment of the assets and liabilities, profits and losses, financial position and prospects of the issuer, the rights attaching to its shares and the reasons for the issuance and its impact on the issuer. The prospectus must also comply with the detailed content requirements which are set out in relevant annexes to the delegated prospectus regulation. Those required disclosure on everything from details about the company's business and its market, material risk factors, financial information, management and governance and material contracts and lots else beside. It must also include specific disclosure on things such as there having been no significant change in the company's financial position or performance since the last set of accounts were published, and the statement that the company has sufficient work and capital for the next 12 months. 
given we're talking here about companies in financial difficulties, it's worth noting that those statements can be particularly challenging and may need to be qualified. There is some scope to prepare what's referred to as a simplified prospectus, where the company has been listed for 18 months or more. But in actual fact, that's not an awful lot shorter in practice, particularly as in many cases, the prospectus will also need to comply with US disclosure standards, although we don't have time to discuss those today. A prospectus therefore does take some time to prepare, noting it also needs to be approved by the FCA. Realistically, it will take at least two to three months for a prospectus to be ready, and that therefore governs the time period that is necessary for a rights issue or an open offer. It is also worth noting that because a prospectus needs to be prepared, a rights issue or an open offer will inevitably therefore incur considerably more costs than a placing, um, which as we discussed last time can be very quick, cheap and not very document intensive to undertake. Thanks James. We've obviously just been talking about a prospectus, but do we need shareholder consent for a rights issue or open offer? Jamie, perhaps you could look at that question. Well, you're certainly going to have to rely on existing on shareholder authorities to allot the shares. The question will be whether those authorities are already in place. Now, obviously, companies have their AGM uh, seek uh, shareholder authorities to allot shares, uh, and typically that is on the basis of 33% of existing share capital and 66% for, for rights issues. As we're here talking about companies in financial difficulty, and when we talk about companies in financial difficulty doing rights issues and open offers, it's typical that actually the number of shares being issued is significantly higher than the 33% or 66%. And indeed, the share, uh, the company will have to go and seek specific shareholder authority for the right decision or profit. So you will need a circular. If you need a circular, you've got to build that into the timetable. So once you've uh, published the, the document, there is the, no, the, the statutory notice period, uh, which could be anything between 14 and, and 21 days. And of course, if you add in deemed notice, you're really talking about a period of 16 to, to 23 days, 24 days of uh, between the publishing the circular and having that vote. I mean, it's worth touching on timetable more generally here, I think, because a key difference between an open offer and a rights issue is that the open offer of shares can be run concurrently with the general meeting notice period. So that by the time you have the shareholder vote, you've done your, you offered your open offer shares to shareholders. And you can actually close the offer pretty, uh, well, very shortly after the general meeting. With the rights issue, you can't open the rights issue offer period until you've had the general meeting approval. And therefore, the rights issue is actually, takes a much longer time to complete because you have the general notice meeting period, notice period, and then you have the rights offer period. So you're actually out in the market after publishing your prospectus for about, you know, up to anything up to five weeks, six weeks. Uh, and therefore the money doesn't come to the company for, for a significant amount of time after the prospectus is published. Thanks, Jamie. That, that's a really helpful um, oversight of, of the timing for um, a rights issue and open offer. We talked a bit about shareholders in relation to consent, but I'm just wondering about institutional guidelines. We talked about those last time in relation to a placing, and it was obvious they were quite important. Are they relevant for documented offerings as well? James, perhaps you could um, talk a bit about that, please. Let's go on. Yeah, happy to. Well, look, yes is the short answer, and in particular in relation to the price at which the shares are offered and, and in particular the discount to the prevailing market price. So like placings, 
there is a requirement in the listing rules that the maximum discount on the open offer is limited to 10% without further shareholder approval being obtained. However, investor guidance goes further than that and expresses that where there a discount is going to be greater than 7.5%, a rights issue is preferable. There isn't a maximum um, limit on discount for a rights issue. Historically, discounts were often in the sort of 15 to 20% range, although in recent years, deeper discounts in the order of greater than 50% have become much less uncommon. There's no limit per se in terms of size on the amount that can be raised in either a rights issue or an open offer, although, as Jamie's just touched on, you do need to think about your shareholder allotment authorities, um, typically up to a third for open offers and two-thirds for rights issues, although those are likely to change in the fairly near future. Thanks, James. On the note of those changes, perhaps you could just explain how the requirements for a prospectus are likely to change either in the future or the near future. Yes, certainly. Well, look, there there are likely to be a couple of very helpful developments in this area. So, firstly, the regime is likely to change such that a prospectus is not needed for an offering of shares to existing shareholders, i.e. the public offer uh, requirement at the moment, and also the threshold above which a prospectus is needed for an application for admission to trading is expected to rise from 20% currently, potentially up to 75%. And if those changes happen or both happen, that will certainly help listed companies, particularly those that are in financial difficulties considerably when looking at ways of raising further capital in an efficient manner. So we're expecting those changes to come into force possibly later in 2023, but I think more likely in 2024. However, we don't yet have the final rules in place or know when they will come into force. Um, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on FCA consultation papers, etc. So for the moment, we still need to live with the regime that we've discussed already. Thanks, James. That, that's a very helpful explanation about the changes. Jamie, perhaps we could now draw together the main conclusions from these two podcasts, i.e. the differences between placings and rights issues and open offers. Yeah, I think the key takeaway really must be that the the structure you need will be dependent on how much money you need to raise and how quickly you need to raise it. Undocumented placings can be done very quickly, but you have limitations as to how much you can raise. Rights offers and rights issues and open offers are for for larger capital raises, but they do take more time and they are more costly to do. Um, I think you know it's fair to say that we've we've cantered through placings and rights issues and open offers, and what we've tried to do, I think, is is give people a flavour of of what these structures are it, it's fair to say they're not as simple as we've made them out on this on this podcast uh, and and look we um we, we we're very keen to talk further with people who who want more detail on this uh we are you know often offer training to to both investment banks and companies on these very subjects and would be happy to do so if people are interested so you know please do get in touch with myself caroline or james and and you know we can set that up and, and discuss some of the the more detailed aspects uh, with you would be more than delighted. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs>